Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner, and we're answering your questions about life, leadership, and the world around us, and we have a, a joy-filled question today. <laughs> and the, the, Well, the question is an important one, and it goes like this. Is hell forever? Oh, good. I thought you were going to say we have a hell of a question today. Yeah, it's a hell of a question. Is hell forever? <laughs> you know, listen, um, I'm glad we can giggle a little bit when we're talking about this. This is not ever something that we as believers should should scoff at or mock at. Uh, if we understand the horrors of hell, and I don't, I can't get my arms around it, uh, it's not something we'd ever kid about. In fact, it's such a hard doctrine that, that great men like John Stott, who wrote a great book called Basic Christianity, later in his faith changed his view on, on eternal hell and became what would be called an, an annihilationist, that, that what God does is just... Um, has us go to sleep forever or just vaporizes us into non-existence. And listen, out of human compassion, um, certainly being vaporized out of existence isn't a good thing, but it's, it's also infinitely better than infinite suffering. Well, what's the Bible say? That's what Todd say or John say. Uh, what I would tell you, the Bible does teach about eternal torment. And um, I'm going to try and help you make some sense out of that today and why... It's something that should compel us to be evangelistic, uh, to be humble, to be gracious, and to do everything we can to help other people understand what we've come to understand. And, um, and also, it's something that will help us wait in the midst of intense suffering and why we don't take vengeance to ourselves. Let's see if we can do all that. First of all, um, in the parable of the sheep and goats in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus himself says that these he will send, talking about the goats, away to eternal destruction. In Revelation 14, verse 11, uh, there's a reference to those that suffer, that the smoke and the torment rise up forever and ever. Um, I did a series called The Most, which we'll reference in the show notes. And I, I said that the verse in 2 Thessalonians, we're going to read you from chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, is the most awful verse in the Bible. If I could pick one verse out that is awful. Let me just read to you from 2 Thessalonians. I'll start in verse 6. It says this, For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to give relief to you who are afflicted, and to us as well, when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God, and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, and I think this is the most awful verse in the Bible right here, these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. The reason I don't understand how awful hell is is because I don't understand how good God is. And no matter how much I talk about it and preach about it, I believe he's good, Rick, but I don't know how good he is. And I certainly don't know how awful it is because even those who don't know God right now um, uh, are, are experiencing some of the grace of God here on this earth. The glory of the Lord is all over this earth, and God is kind to the wicked and the righteous. The rain falls on both of us, the scripture says. So we don't know how, how immensely awful it is to be completely separated from God. Even the most base, vile, rebellious person on earth is experiencing some level of God's grace, which is why we tell people, look, if you don't know the Lord, this is your heaven. And those of us that do know the Lord, this is your hell. It's never going to get worse than this for us, and it's never going to get better than this for them. Let me just explain a little bit about why hell is eternal and why it should be and why that verse in Romans 12 is in there where God says 
Uh, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Because all things, uh, all sins are sins against God, not ultimately me. Even when there's a gross injustice against me, um, it's a sin against my father who values me and says I'm made in his image and um, that I have dignity because he's given me dignity. And to be wicked towards a human being is to be wicked towards God's opinion and towards God's decree that men and others are valuable. When, um, when I was speaking one time to some people that have suffered through a holocaust, literally, I was in Africa and I was talking to some individuals there and they were asking me questions about why they shouldn't have vengeance. What I did is I shared with them what I would do if somebody had done to me what had been done to their children, to their spouses. And I just said, this is, this is what I would do. I would take that person and I would torture them to the point of extreme suffering and as close to death as I could get them, then I would get the finest medical staff in the world to come in and bring them back to life in full health. And I would then torture them and make them suffer again. If I saw my kid machete, my wife brutally wait, my daughter's uh, rape, my, my, my daughter's brutally um, suffering under the hands of wicked men the way that they had. And what I did is I painted a picture of such hateful vengeance and bitterness and wrath that I said I would do that for as long as God gave me life. And when I got to heaven, I would pray that he would give me 10,000 years to do it again. And I would, I would say, Lord, if I slipped up and messed up and that guy died, resurrect him so I can make him suffer again. And I would do that, and I did it in a way, describing my anger and, and my justice against what had happened to them, that finally they were like, bro, you got anger problems. You, 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 shouldn't, you shouldn't want to see people suffer like that. And I said, but gang, listen, I think if I did that for 100,000 years, I would eventually go, okay, now you've learned a lesson. Don't ever do that to me again and to my family again. Um, if God didn't change my heart to help me see the real glory of who he is, I think the number one problem I would have with God when I get to heaven is hell. And I think what he's going to have to show me is, Todd, I know that you would do it for 100,000 years, but this isn't a sin against you. You're finite, so your justice can be satisfied. I am infinite in my glory and infinite in my goodness. And, uh, and, and so when they're rejecting me, they're rejecting my eternal glory and my goodness. And so if they don't want to accept my eternal glorious provision for them, which is my son, and the evidence of who I am clearly seen throughout all of creation, then their offense is against me. And since you're nothing like me, there's no way you could understand eternal hell. But just know this, I'm an eternal God. And to enjoy me is to enjoy me forever, and to not know me is to suffer in being away from me forever. So here's the deal. The Bible teaches it. It's an awful truth. We ought to be compelled to do everything we can to get the people to know that God is eternally good. And uh, I can't explain it away just because it's too hard for me. It w doesn't make sense to me now, and it won't make sense to me in heaven until I see the fullness and the glory of God. He just tells me it's there and it's true, and we do know this, that God takes no delight in the death of the wicked, and we do know that's why he's slow in bringing judgment. Not because he doesn't care about those that are suffering right now in the midst of sin, but because he loves the sinner, and he desires that none should perish, but all come to repentance. Yeah, I remember that, that sermon um, that you did on the most horrible verse in the Bible. I remember a couple of the illustrations they always stuck with me over the last decade was you talked about, you know, if you get something in your eye on earth, and you itch it, and then your eye gets better. That's a good gift. Every good thing comes from the Lord. But in hell, the, the itch itches forever. Yeah, like, the, there the is blood no doesn't good. clot, and even death doesn't come. Death would be a great thing. In fact, it says in Revelation that people will long to die during uh, the abomination of desolations, during the tribulation period, and they won't be able to die, which is a picture of hell on earth. 
But uh, eventually judgment will come and they will be cast in the everlasting fire. So even death would be at that point merciful. And those that reject mercy uh, won't receive it. Which all this talk about just the concept of hell is just a great reminder for us to pray for our friends uh, that don't know Christ. That they would come to know the grace available uh, through faith in Christ. And so uh, let's pray for them and we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. 